You think Gotham City is a peaceful city? Ho, ho, ho! Put your gum under your seats, hold your breath, and get ready to cheer Batman and hiss his diabolical enemies. Hissable enemy number one is now about to strike. Reboot. A reboot, boys, is when Hollywood wants to make a lot of money without the hassle of creating a new movie. So they take an old movie and change just enough to make you pay for the same shit all over again. Those greedy fucking animals. Oh, it's insidious. Pissing you. Uh, in the words of Jeb Bush, please clap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Reboot Deboot. I'm host Griffin. There we go, there goes Alex. And today, uh, we are bringing you guys another set of Reboot Deboots. Uh, hopefully, your yeah. thoughts will align with ours by the end of this thing. Um, fair for the week. Yeah. Uh, Alex. Yeah, Griffin. How you been? Uh, good, good. But uh, you know, another <laughs> another work week done. <laughs> Sorry. Full disclosure: we just did this. Uh, so we did, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're recording we did, this. This is two minutes. this is a this is a very rare uh, take two. Take two. Yeah. No, we always we like to do it live. A la uh, we d- uh, <laughs> that guy's Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, but. We're doing it live again. Uh, good, 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 good. Like I just said, I've been reading. Like you just said, yeah. I've been reading books from the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett, and they're quite yeah. fun. I read two this week uh, from like the witches set of characters. They're really good. And again, like I just said, if you're into fantasy and you like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I think this will be. They're basically just that. They're those two things mashed together. Very like fun, dry British sense of humor. I Lots mean. Of... If... That really is the perfect way to describe his work. Yeah, lots of uh, just like really <laughs> fun non sequiturs coming up out of nowhere. The des- yeah, the descriptions are great. There's like one passage I was getting to where it's talking about this this witch who's like trying to invoke something, and then it's like it's like action, chaos, cacophony. None of these words would be accurate descriptions of what <laughs> happened next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy, uh, he, he, he's Terry Pratchett's style of writing. It, it's almost like the subtext of the reader, right? Yeah. Like I, a, as you read it, the kind of wit and sarcasm and stuff as he writes, it's almost like it's the subtext. It's almost like he's kind of like ribbing the reader and like, you know, ah, look at this, look, look at this shit. Yeah. Isn't this ridiculous? And it's like, like really satirical of like the fantasy genre which is fun because like these are not like super high fantasy you know you don't gotta there are a lot of names in it but like not nearly to the level of like some of the fantasy books that are out there they're like pretty easy to read through they're a lot of fun and they're happening in like a cool fantasy world on the back of a turtle that are elephants with an actual disc 
on the back of a... all of the uh, yeah, the world is carried on the back of a turtle held up by the space uh, turtle for Atuin. Yeah, or Tuin. I don't know how to pronounce any of this stuff, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, how's how's your week been going? Um, pretty good, you know. We're under a freeze. Blah blah blah. Oh, Dying Light Two came out. That that's pretty cool. I was going yeah. through that. Um, I saw the trailer for Texas Chainsaw. Oh yeah, I watched that after you told me about it. It looks. <laughs> it definitely was a trailer. Uh, it exists. <laughs> remember what I in our Texas Chainsaw episode? Remember what I'm like? If you try to add plot, you've missed the point of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, it was just like this whole They like, missed the point of Texas Chainsaw. Revenge aspect and like this woman who's just been instantly I was like, why didn't you just call the cops when you got done? Like she, now she's forty years older or sixty it's, years older. Because and, they're trying to do the Halloween yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, that must be like Jamie Lee Curtis like, is in the the requels or right, whatever. But the and, difference yeah. is that Jamie like the difference is that Jamie Lee Curtis has been a like a centerpiece of that movie forever. It, it, she's yeah, been there. It was actually every like a character in the movies, and not just right. <laughs> this <laughs> this is like, hey, you're you're the original Final Girl. I guess now we're gonna throw in all this backstory, and then we're gonna have that plot running, and then we're also gonna have the plot of where these young kids and these millennials are gonna come into this Texas town, and they're gonna repopulate it, and they're yeah. gonna make it hip and happening. Buying and a ghost like... town to they don't say what their <laughs> motives are, but I assume to do some kind of software engineering or something. <laughs> and, and like there's there's a piece in this trailer where like Leatherface gets on this bus. With all oh, yeah. of these millennials, oh. and they pull out their phone, and one guy's like, "Do anything, and you're canceled, bro." Yeah, that made me and want I'm to like, punch myself is... in the head. <laughs> like, I, I was in my like, head. I hit the closing bell. I'm like, done. I can yeah. like, I don't. I have like, and you know, I'm like the farthest from any sort of person who would be like, you know, like quote unquote anti woke or whatever. But that line in there made me cringe so goddamn hard. No one talks like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nobody talks like no one. The people they're trying to talk about, like the Silicon Valley types or the tech savvy types, no one says that shit out loud. They don't even say that in quiet. It reeks of like, hello, fellow kids. Uh, <laughs> right. It, 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 it's clearly, and the whole thing of like, uh, you know, cancel culture and all that shit. Real people don't use that. The only people who use that are reactionaries on the far right who want to demonize any kind of social awareness. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're the same people who follow up with go woke, go broke. We're going right? to see Leatherface in a MAGA hat. <laughs> it's. I saw the trailer and I'm like, you've at, in my head I'm like, Plot, plot, plot. Like this, you're adding way too much fucking plot, man. Like this is not. Yeah. And they made Leatherface look weird. Oh, he did. Yeah, and he's like, he's they, just kind what? of like disfigured. And they show his face a lot for a thing. Like I don't. What did? Yeah. I, I was just like, and the, what broke my heart too is that it was from the creative forces behind Get Out and the original Texas Chainsaw and Evil Dead. Like yeah, so, the remake of Evil Dead, Get too. Out, and the original Texas Chainsaw. And I'm like, all of those movies are really what? What the fuck? Like, I wonder how generous they're being with that credit. Is it like you know, like some dude that was like second <laughs> assistant, second like photography assistant or something on all those movies that's now like the creative force behind all of these things? Or something. I, I didn't, I, know, I didn't look up any of the names, but yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer and my heart sank. 
Yeah. Because I'm like, in my head, you know, we were talking about you couldn't do Texas Chainsaw wrong. They found a way to do Texas Chainsaw the wrong way. Yeah. Well, you know, probably still watch an episode or two. So it's it's a movie. Who's the? Oh, it's just a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. They also showed like characters with lines in the trailer being killed later in the trailer, and like I know everyone has to die theoretically, <laughs> but still seems a little <laughs> strange. Yeah, like the not quite as bad, but you know the Independence Day trailer where they show the White House being blown up. <laughs> right, it's like just give the whole thing away. Why yeah. don't you? Like we know it's coming. We don't like. He's got that chainsaw. It's not so he can shape your topiaries. We know what it's for, yeah. but still. <laughs> Leave a little bit of suspense. Yeah. Uh. Um, so there's that, but uh, we are not discussing Texas Chainsaw again. No Chainsaw uh, Alex, Maniacs this week. Indeed. What are we discussing, pray tell? We are discussing the uh, gentleman strongman who fights crime nocturnally. The Batman. Daredevil? Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. I think he's out <laughs> during the day. I guess he wouldn't, it wouldn't really matter a lot to him. But no, this is <laughs> the Batman. Uh, specifically, 1989, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. And then Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. From 2008, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, uh, yeah, no, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, now we could have picked a million Batmans. We could have picked the Tim Burton one in Batman Begins. We could have talked about the new one called the Batman with Robert Pattinson. We could have done the DC universe. Um, really Batman, much like Texas Chainsaw is a movie that people can't help but remake. How many times have we seen a Batman origin story or just a Batman movie where it's, it's also an early Batman. I would say it's like, that it being remade all the time is not as egregious when it's like a comic book thing because the comic book is frequently remade, right? Like there's been a lot of like Batman. I guess Batman year one is sort of like the, I'm not, not a huge Batman head, but Batman year one, I've watched at least the, the animated version of it. I think that's sort of like a more different, but they've they've talked about the original a lot. So, well, let's get into it. Well, let, let's uh, head down the back cave. What's your experience with Batman? Uh, well, I saw the original. Not the, we know if the original. Uh, these four movies: the uh, the Burton Schumacher <laughs> joints, like not that okay. they them together, but that block of four movies or whatever. I saw them all when they came yeah. out. Big Batman. The '90s Batman I, films. Yeah, well, you know, '80s yeah. technically, but yeah, those movies. Uh, my favorite Batman thing is probably still just like the animated '90s cartoon. Uh, That's I didn't, fair. Didn't find out until much later that Mark Hamill's doing the voice of the Joker, but oh, so that is the most iconic like Joker to me. Um, I'm a big fan of the Batman Arkham games. Like, well, two of them: Arkham Asylum and uh, what's the second Arkham one? Knight? No, whatever the second one is. There's like Arkham Asylum, and there's the one where Origins. I don't know. Whatever the second one. It's not Arkham Knight. It's not Origins. It's whatever the second one was. City? Batman Arkham City. Sure. That sounds right. Um, Big fan of those. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, I've seen the Nolan Batman movies. Pretty, pretty. I enjoyed those. Uh, and that's... So, 
those four movies, the cartoon series, and the Nolan movies. And then I just had, like, no desire to see any of the DC stuff. I don't think Batman shows up in Suicide Squad. That's the only recent thing I've seen. The original um, non-Snyder cut Suicide a, Squad. He has a cameo. Yeah. Because uh, he, he arrests... It, it shows how he arrests all of them. Like, oh, when they introduce right, the Suicide right, right. Squad. Yeah. yeah that they show Batman around. Uh, <laughs> intro sequence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I guess I saw that too, um, unfortunately. So that's pretty. I like Batman. Not a huge like Batman nerd. Uh, don't have like right. super strong opinions about it. About it, I don't know. What What about you? What's your Batman? History? Um. So up top, I don't like Batman. I I think that he's a walking cheat code. I hate the fact that like Batman can kill superman if he wanted he has a contingency for all of the justice league he's the super smart the world's smartest detective i get it he's a fucking walking cheat code i get it that's the meme right is like can batman beat this person well how much prep time does batman have (laughs) right right and it's just like i just kind of that rubs me the wrong way also um i don't like the fact that I have three problems with Batman. One, as a character, like I don't like the fact he's a walking cheat code. Two, I don't like the fact that he's this playboy playboy millionaire who never goes to a therapist. Like it would solve a lot of his problems, especially putting young children in the Robin role and then sentencing them to basically death sentences. Yeah, uh, and at least an abusive foster home. Definitely, also a few of them have died. Yeah. So. Like, there's a lot of problems I have with that character, so I'm not a huge Batman guy. Like, that being said... Who knows uh, how good Gotham could be if he just paid his taxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's interesting you say that, because in the new Batman trailer, the Batman, there's a lot... It's like a funeral scene, and there's a line with, I assume, someone who's going to become a like a district attorney or someone who I assume works for the city in a high position. And she's walking through Bruce Wayne and she's like, you know, Mr. Wayne, you should really think about your philanthropy again. You could do a lot of good for the city. And I'm like, yeah, he fucking could <laughs> like he could. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows how many like Wayne soup kitchens he could open or what, you know, or, <laughs> um, but so, uh, and, 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 you know, as a kid, I watched the nineties cartoon, um, Mark Hamill as the Joker was great. That's the X Men theme. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, they played they played back to back when I was a kid. They, they did play back to back. Um, interestingly enough, too, the animated Batman is where we got the first introduction of Harley Quinn. Oh, I didn't she know was that. made cool. for was the she? cartoon as a Joker, as just like a Joker sidekick. And the audience reaction was so strong towards Harley that DC Comics, they were like, we got to go with this. So then they started, she became a staple and she started in the cartoon. Um, I saw, you know, Tim Burton, Batman, Batman Returns, Schumacher, Batman Forever, and then Batman and Robin. I saw the Nolan Batman movies. And then I actually own, and I love wholeheartedly the old Batman TV series with Adam West and Burt Ward. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Those crack me up. Burgess I've seen, Meredith. I've only seen clips of it or like uh, other shows that are like goofing <sighs> on it a bit. 
but Caesar Romero is the Joker. Burgess Meredith is the Penguin. Yeah, uh, I mean, just great casting, hilarious, funny, campy, charming, people, like really charming. People will remember Caesar Romero from our Ocean's Eleven episode. The thing he's most famous yeah. for uh, <laughs> being featured on this podcast. <laughs> the thing he's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, Caesar Romero, the original Latin lover, of course. When he decided to do the Joker role, he had a request, which was he didn't want to shave his mustache because his mustache is what was kind of his uh, his trademark. So they had to do the Joker makeup over the mustache. Yeah, he's got the uh, is it the the Riddler who has those really what's like what's yeah. more dangerous than a yeah it's something it's a it's like a crow with a machine gun or something no no it, it's or... what sits up in a tree and is dangerous oh right it's a yeah. sparrow with a machine gun yeah. of course the, elementary my the only answer. possible answer <laughs> that's from the Batman movie yeah okay <laughs> uh it, there's also like what kind of people are always in a hurry and then. Batman and Robin are there, and they're like, hurry, rush. Russian people. Alex Lifeson. Oh, no. And and then Batman, and then Robin's like, holy cow, Batman, a Russian's gonna slip on a banana peel and die! And Batman's like, exactly, Robin, it's the perfect answer, and I'm like, Well, he is the world's greatest detective. So... (laughs) Like, I guess. I guess. Uh, It's charming and campy, but um... I, I prefer Batman's like Batman is a character I hate. Batman's Rogues Gallery, however, coolest villains in yeah, comic book he history. He does have a lot of the cool villains, and they're not like they don't have that power creep thing that seems to happen in a lot of the Marvel stuff. Like they're they're pretty grounded <laughs> in terms of like living in Gotham, not being intergalactic beings. Uh, <laughs> you know, mostly human. Sometimes well, Superman, the result... S- Superman covers that, right? Like, yeah, I Superman guess, like, Wonder Woman take yeah, care of all that? I guess they do, and later... Like, I haven't watched any of the new, like, Justice League stuff, so I don't really... I guess they... <clears throat> they have that one where they're fighting, like, the... Doom... I don't remember. I don't know. I haven't seen any of those. But, yeah, Batman's villains are all... They're all pretty cool. That's another fun thing about the Arkham games, the first two, is, like, you get to see, like, all of them. And even, I like, mean... even the bit ones. Like Steven Zaz and stuff, like the real creepy it, psychopath guys. In the world of like, b- before the world became obsessed with superhero movies, like pre Iron Man, right? When all that existed were the Blade movies, like Blade One and Two, and then the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, right? There's all the X Men movies too, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like before Disney I, I, I sort think of like had uh, if, codified the genre into like a paint by numbers sort of affair. Well, also uh, uh, secondary to that, or alongside of that, you could still get people who weren't comic book fans. Like you could go, "Hey, name a Batman villain," and they could name three or four, like with no problem. Yeah, I think most people could probably get the Joker. He's like he's got some more obscure ones, but the Joker. I'm, I'm like Joker, Scarecrow, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, maybe the Penguin. Maybe. Penguin. I guess it depends on Riddler. How many of those uh, Two Face, Tim Burton, and Schumacher movies did you actually see? Because they, they get a lot. But, of them but even then, you couldn't get away from like their it, like Joker's image is pl- has been plastered everywhere for since the forties. Like Joker, in terms of pop culture. I mean that his the face is just it, it, he like the Joker is his own icon as much as Superman, Spider Man, Mickey Mouse, and Coca Cola. 
right? It helps the Joker that he named himself after the thing in the deck of cards that everyone gets. Right, right. Um, So, this is going to be, I think, kind of a longer episode, because I have a lot to, like, say in a lot of bits and pieces. Okay. I, I, I really do, because I, so, Batman has been going since the 40s. It started off on the radio, and then there was a TV show on the 40s, and then we have the 60s with Adam West, and we've had so many Batman movies, games, video games, animated movies. It's just... It's insane. So... Like, when we were picking where to start, I think it was the two most notable recent pieces of like like Tim Burton Batman on the big screen with Jack Nicholson as the Joker and Michael Keaton it was the first real like all-star cast of a Batman movie and then the revitalization of Batman with it did it like Batman Begins was kind of the push but I think Dark Knight is what blew everyone's mind right it's definitely I think remembered the most and it's like the high point for a lot of people in those three movies I actually am a I think I actually like Batman Begins a little more than the Dark Knight um, really? Yeah, like what, I like. What's the uh? Yeah, what's the preference? Well, it's I think it's because like the Dark Knight is still so like just finished rewatching or just finished rewatching the Dark Knight. I like Batman Begins because it's and again I haven't watched it in a while, like probably since close to when it came out originally. But it's like a still a little more comic booky in a way that I like. Uh, like sure. You have like a. Like Liam Neeson playing Ra's al Ghul is like very cool, and it's like ties into like Ra's al Ghul is one of the closest things to like a mystical bad guy that Batman has, right? He's got that that immort- yeah, immortality okay. pool and stuff, and his like, his <laughs> the group Lazarus of, like, pool, yeah, the Lazarus pool, his group of like crazy ninjas that pop out of smoke and stuff. It's still like a little <laughs> fun, you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I like that. And then like the Dark Knight is good, but it's like really grounded in a it's like it's very realistic in a way I'm not sure that I fully enjoy, you know? Like it's right. It is like the darkest and grittiest dark and gritty <laughs> Batman movie out of those three. And uh And that that's before it became like the the a meme or Martha. like a product. Yeah. Me- <laughs> Yeah, before that. <laughs> I haven't even seen that movie. I just know that line. Uh, yeah, but that was actually that was like that was fun going back to the Tim Burton ones because it's like, oh, this is fully a comic book translated into the story. Right, right. Like, in a way, that's really fun. The story is worse, I think, unqua- <laughs> like unquestionably worse. But right. visually, I'm like, this is something I'm here for. This is nice. Uh, the Dark Knight is a good movie. It's like a, but it's like a crime movie. You almost wouldn't, uh, aside from a from a lot of like the Batman actiony stuff that happens. Like you could almost have like, it's almost like watching Seven or something, right? Except for Brad Pitt. <laughs> also, Brad Pitt's also a superhero in between. <laughs> It could, yeah. You're not wrong. Like the the uh, Dark Knight is really ground into a gritty reality where 
Yeah. There's nothing really comic booky that happens. Like there's really not. It's like a it's a series of like realistic it's like a heist movie and a crime movie and a sociopath serial killer movie. Like <laughs> the only thing Batman's that makes a comic booky is like Batman's car makes yeah. that also, and like yeah. the fact that they're like, but that's, aside from that, like that's also another big gripe of mine is I hate that fucking Rumble Batmobile. I really oh don't like God. that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with. You. I prefer as soon the as the Tim Batmobile Burton shows Batmobile. up and the Tim Burton one is like, oh, that fucking rocket engine. Hell yeah! This is. I remember <laughs> this from the McDonald's commercials when I was a child. <laughs> I, I, oh, oh shit. I used to have a toy of the Batmobile like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It was like a huge model. It must have been about, I think, eight inches, and it was the Batmobile. And then you could take the sides off, and then you could fold out parts, and it would become the Batplane. Hell yeah, that's awesome. It was a badass toy. It was a cool cool. toy. Yeah, I I want some lame ass like Rumble RC car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) climb over anthills with yeah uh, it's the motorcycle he gets is okay but still <laughs> the uh the og batman movies vehicles are way cooler um okay so going back to 89 tim yeah. burton's batman what a weird like i like tim burton up to a point um i love danny elfman's music i like him in oingo uh, boingo i like yeah, danny elfman soundtrack in, like, is so good and that, that's another danny, big oh. thing is like the the music in the dark knight is like i'm like all right this is definitely a christopher nolan movie we have all of the like <laughs> all of the music signs are there but the danny elfman soundtrack is so good it's hard to beat a danny elfman soundtrack it really is yeah even when i don't like a tim burton movie i'm still like oh danny elfman you fucking genius this is- I, he really is <laughs> like the dude get, he's almost like the david brine of hollywood soundtracks like no one, everyone kind of forgets about him. But when everyone, someone talks about him, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Danny Elfman's a genius." <laughs> like, yeah, he, had, yeah, and he's just like, was like him and Tim Burton are just like buddies from way back when. They're like high school friends or something, right? <laughs> like, so yeah. they just do a lot of work together now. It's really cool. I mean, I like Danny Elfman's band too. Like in the eighties, he was in a band called Oingo Boingo. Yeah, he did a great song called Dead Men's Party, and it's just cool band. Danny Elfman, great, cool soundtrack. Gave us the iconic Batman theme outside of the 60s one. Yeah, yeah, that theme, <sighs> when that comes on, I'm like, oh, yep, here we are. This is good. I like this. <laughs> um, also, I think that in terms of Gotham City, even though I like Dark Knight... Tim Burton's Gotham is Tim better. Burton. Yeah, yeah. T- Tim's, like, Tim Tim Burton's vision of Gotham lives in my head, rent free. It's also like it's closer to also like I like the cartoon version of Gotham way more than uh, Nolan's Gotham, and it's like it's because they get that that weird like neo noir art deco stuff all over. Yeah, the place. I, Tim I, I, I was that get... same thing too. Yeah, it really is like a neo noir art deco. There's like the there's a scene there's a scene in the 1989 one where they're on the steps of the courthouse and you can see those like those weird long statues of the guys that are hunched over with the long arms and legs with the globes on their backs. Oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Yeah. this is really cool. God damn, like in the whole that whole movie is shot on a studio lot, so like they built all those sets. It's really cool. It looks great. Yeah, it really Um, does. Also, you get like lots of uh, like industrial settings that don't make any sense. Like here's just a catwalk that runs up on itself to nowhere. They're like, but it's fun to shoot. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> or like, 
uh, here's a factory that only produces steam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some it's reason, like the like, chemical factory this... that doesn't seem to produce anything other than just having vats of hot chemicals around. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Uh, so the but how much do you think uh, Batman eight nineteen eighty nine cost to make? Oh, I think it what was. Think I actually it? think I unintentionally got this info, and it's like. I couldn't. Okay. Squ- there are two numbers I saw, and I couldn't square them. It's like because Jack Nicholson got paid a fuckload to be in that, uh, and yeah, he made he a lot. He made a lot on the back end. I think the whole budget was like fifty million, and Jack Nicholson ended up making like forty-eight or something off of it. Uh, that that's on the high end. Batman run fr- ran from thirty to forty million. Okay. Yeah, I saw so, a figure saying that Jack Nicholson got paid like he got forty paid. to fifty million, but like he, <laughs> I guess, saw little details about his contract too. And it's like merchandising, ticket revenue, yeah. all kinds of stuff, which is very I famous. I mean, good at for him because he, and, uh, yeah, kind of known to be a bit of a dick. So it wouldn't well, surprise me that he like negotiated super hard. <laughs> well, Robert Downey Jr. After I think it was the second Iron Man movie, or maybe even earlier, he's. Uh, took a pay cut on all future properties in exchange for a percent of the royalties made off of toys, merchandising, and DVD sales. Yeah, there's a couple people in Star Wars that had a similar deal too. So like, you know, the people. So like, you're gonna make so much. Yeah, like <laughs> you are set for. You're already yeah. set forever. But now you're like, you're well. You made a legacy. Well done. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, guess how much Batman made? Eighty nine. Oh. No idea. It was like two million more than the budget, or something. So roughly thirty to forty million, fifty on the high end. The box office take was four hundred and eleven million dollars. Oh, good for good for the Batman. It's <laughs> good, right? Good, good for Michael Keaton. Uh, good for just everyone involved. Bruce um, Wayne doesn't need that money, but I'm happy he has it. Like Kim Massinger, good for you. Jack Nicholson, good for you. Billy D. Williams, well done. Oh yeah, Jack I saw Pallance, all the credits. Even. Is like, oh, Billy D. Williams is in this. That's fun. He's uh, Harvey. He's yeah. Uh, Dent. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then Jack Pal- you know, Jack Palance. That's good. You know, good cowboy actor from the back, and he comes like hell yeah. Okay. Um. So. Oh, and Robert Wool. I know he didn't get paid a lot, but I love seeing that guy pop up. He's great. The he's the newspaper guy, Alexander, whatever. Yeah. Knox. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Knox. <laughs> what a schmuck. Um so in the original Batman for the or in I, I'm gonna call I'm I'm gonna I'm going to refer to this as the original Batman because for all intents and purposes, this Batman nineteen oh nine film was the kind of first big cinematic Batman movie. You know, like we had yeah. the Adam West Burt Ward TV show and the uh, Adam West Batman movie in the 60s, but really it was all on small scale stuff. It was weekly serials and TV shows and things. And when Tim Burton got his hands on Batman, it really was the first big cinematic exposure to Batman. So I'm gonna I'm going to refer to it as the original Batman. Yeah, and it's also um, happening like after the comics have gotten sort of I don't know about bigger, but like we have the uh, what's it Alan? Yeah, what's that guy's name? Alan, oh, Alan Moore's Killing Joke. Yeah, it's that. like yeah, that, that had like come out very recently. So it's like Batman is like sort of having a moment here, right? Um, and it shows its own birth of the Joker. Yeah, in the uh, and they basically just took like the sort of stock like the 
that is the original like Joker inception sort of moment, I guess. Like, dude gets pushed into the Acme chemical vat or whatever. There's like <laughs> they don't go into right. all of the under the Red Hood stuff about like how the Red Hood was just a was, rotating, uh, yeah, the, so that people could right. be prosecuted or whatever. I don't know if they. I didn't see the Joker or what was the movie where the guy dances was that the joker it's it's joker i saw joker joker was fucking amazing but it is not connected yeah okay Um, it's so far removed from like everything you've seen from it's basically taxi driver is what that (laughs) movie is (laughs) okay it's basically taxi driver but don't let that distract from it joker is still a fantastic film but it is not if you go in expecting like a heath ledger jack nicholson Arkham City Joker, you're gonna be really disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, but they get they go with the sort of standard Joker explanation. There's not the uh, right. The J- Joker origin A. <laughs> yeah, because they've they've retconned that a bunch of times, or at least obscured it a bunch of times to where now there's sort of there's no agreed upon like uh, impetus for how the Joker came to be. Now it's like right canonically, and then his, recent... uh, his origin is more is just obscure. And then I think last year, the year before that, there was a Batman storyline where like Batman figured out the origin of the Joker, but he figured out that there were three different Jokers. Was that part of the all, like, was that part of the New Fifty Two stuff where they where they re like retconned the entire like the um, entire DC Batman franchise? Or not retconned? I, I, I they, just, they did a new offshoot of like someone. I, you see, I don't like, know if it was. Have you seen the art uh, of the Joker where he's cut his entire face off and has it stapled back onto his head? I thought that was Harley who did that to him. Or, I don't know who cut his face off, but it, it happened consensually, and it's... <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I think that's the new <laughs> stuff. The, the, fr- <laughs> the phrase, it happened consensually, felt like pre- preceded by his face was cut and then stapled back on. They probably had a really um, good time immediately after that. Yeah, right? Um, so... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's connected to the new 52 or not, but and I know that any comic book fans right now are screaming at us and they've turned off the episode by now. Probably, yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. But uh, there was a huge thing about like there being three Jokers and two of them had been turned by the original Joker and it turns out the original Joker was actually like the Joker from this Batman movie and some weird timeline shit. And it's... <laughs> it's out there as far as like continuity and story goes and i've never read it yeah um I, i've just seen bits and pieces there's also like a timeline where alfred is the joker because oh, bruce uh because oh, yeah, bruce it. wayne is depressed and alfred gets his theater troupe to <laughs> each become a different batman villain so that bruce wayne can come out of his depressive state or whatever i love some of these wacky all like alternate universe timelines they're they do a lot of a lot of fun stuff with the, with the Batman there. <laughs> um, but this version of the Joker, Jack Nicholson's version, uh, it, it's definitely more of the gangster version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, he's just because he starts as like just kind of a it's organized. He's dude. organized crime. Yeah, and then he is still basically just doing organized crime after he turns into the Joker, but like less less pointed. There's like less, in, I don't know. He's just like doing weird shit that is also organized crime adjacent. What do you think about Jack Nicholson as the Joker? I'm, 
I'm not a fan. <laughs> I think it really. I don't think it's terrible. I just don't like it that much. I think part of it down part of it's down to the character design of that particular Joker. The weird thing where like his cheeks are pinned up and there's that scene where you see him and it's like kind of quote unquote without his makeup. But I think what they did like in the I think what happened in the universe of the movie is that they had painted skin color on top of his Joker face because like that that face is not makeup, right. Right, it, it, it just yeah because he gets water splashed on him and when he wipes it off his Joker makeup is back. So like, but seeing him looking like what would quote unquote be his like human face is like upsetting to look at. It makes me think of the, uh, <laughs> it makes me think of you know uh the. Pee Wee's Playhouse actor, like he's got a he's got an arc in the movie Spy Kids, and he makes all these weird like abominations. It makes me think of one of those. But I mean, that's just Jack being Jack. Yeah, like so. I don't this the this Joker is just like he's not nearly as menacing as Heath Ledger's Joker. He's not like as charismatic as Mark Hamill's Joker, who's like can also be very menacing. He just kind of. Well, he's like they, dancing and kissing stuff, and that scene where they deface all the art—I don't know. I think it's it's fine. So the the interesting thing about this is there was uh you know there are memes that fly around, and uh there was someone who had posted this huge character breakdown of all the Jokers, and it was like if you take all of the main parts of the Joker, and then you like separated them it would be Jack Nicholson would be the gangster. Heath Ledger would be the psychopath. The, <laughs> uh, the psychopath. Yeah. Cesar Romero would be the clown, but Mark Hamill would be the Joker. Yeah. I tell- because he, he, he's able, like Mark Hamill's character in the cartoon, it, it, they encompassed every part of that. They encompassed him being funny. They encompassed him being threatening blah 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 and each of the movie characters or each of the television representations in one way or another focused on a core aspect as opposed to the whole package yeah sure i would i would buy that mark hamill is definitely like and i didn't know it at the have time you seen like him, have you seen him do the voice like it like yeah i've seen him like i saw you... a q a from a comic-con or something where he's talking about other people playing the joker and then he cuts into his joker voice and it's like it's uh gives you, gives you chills <laughs> it's... Uh, he also did the joker voices for the arkham games at least the first two arkham games and he's great in those too see i nothing against mark hamill and nothing against voice actors but I think there's something about using your voice to portray and then doing a whole body portrayal. Well, you know, watch it. See if you can find footage of him in a recording booth because a lot of times oh, I've, people I've doing seen that it. are it, also like acting with their bodies too because they'll they'll do well, animation right, based you, on how the voice But you don't get to see are. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you, it, 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 it's more interesting for me to see Jack Nicholson, but more specifically, it's more interesting for me to see Heath Ledger Turn into the Joker. If we have to, if like I'm picking between the two, between Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, it's like obviously Heath Ledger. I would say like what you're saying about Mark Hamill, where he's just doing the voice. I'm like, okay, well, Jack right. Nicholson yeah. also does a there, bad voice for the Joker. But, like it's, but there's a there's a medium with Mark Hamill that is I that is absent. Yeah, well, that's what I'm. And, I, th- I think Jack Nicholson's like physicality, like Joker or whatever, is right. like not amazing, and his voice is also just Jack Nicholson. I mean, 
like let's let's be honest. You and I like the Batman movie, but people who like Batman hate that fucking movie because they like they see Tim Burton ruined it, right? It's corny as fuck. I mean, I'll give like, that. I ain't definitely. Right. Like, I'm not. Uh, this one, I definitely like the second Tim Burton Batman movie a lot more than the first one. I think it's like a much better movie. Oh, um, see, I I I enjoy them both, but I like the first one more because the second one I think gets more cartoony. That's why I like it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> with the penguins walking with like the, the missile penguins great. Uh, Christopher Walken getting his nose bit off is just hilarious. I don't know. That's why, like, I like the Tim Burton has such a, a such a sense of whimsy that he <laughs> does a really good job at, <laughs> at translating these cartoon properties into the you know onto the the silver screen. And I think that he really. You can see like a bit of that, like his stylized Gotham is quite good. Sure. And then in the second one, it's like, oh, he they gave him more money or something. I don't know what, but he's like <laughs> makes a way an even cooler Gotham, I think. Like so time. what do you think about Michael Keaton as Batman? Uh I don't know. He's fine, I guess. He's like barely a character. In the <laughs> So uh, so and this is a thing about Batman actors. Some people go he was a great Bruce Wayne or he was a good Batman. Yeah. You hear the same right? thing about Spider-Man where it's like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> right. A good, a good Peter Parker, but a bad Spider-Man. And, and right. Andrew and Andrew Garfield was. a Yeah. So what do you, where do you fall on Michael Keaton? Is he Bruce Wayne or is he Batman? I think he, I don't know. He's like, he's barely Batman does not have Batman and Bruce Wayne in this movie. Do not have a lot of personality about them, you know? Like, it's kind of. I mean, so we're I, we're kind of scratching the surface on one of my other topics here, um, and and I so I believe that Batman is never about Batman or Bruce Wayne. I think that Batman only exists to showcase how awesome his villains are. I wouldn't. Yeah, I without thinking about it too hard, I would kind of buy that. Like my favorite. Batman portrayal outside of like some of the like animated movies like Batman Year One is awesome, um, and the Killing Joke is pretty good. I like those Batman's where he's like he's wrestling with internal psychological stuff. There's really not any of that present here. Uh, in the Dark Knight, also even I don't like. I don't think he's very good. In, I don't think he's like that awesome in those either. Really, my favorite. But, it's like I like. But him let me put it moment. this way. No one's like you. No one you watched Batman Begins because it was Batman, but then no one watched Bat, like Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises still for that character of Batman. They did it because they wanted to see the Joker and Catwoman and Bane. Well, Bane, and the, but like, like people went and saw you know Batman Begins or what was the first one? Right. Well, I'm saying like they saw, you know, like anyone's going to go see Batman because it's Batman, but they're always more interested by who the villain's going to be and how the villain's going to act. And I, don't, I mean, even I don't now with, this, like, like, with, look, with the Batman coming out, people are way more focused on the fact that it's the Riddler yeah, I don't, as opposed to like, Oh look, it's Robert Pattinson is Bruce Wayne slash Batman. You're, no you're, one cares un, about you're underselling how pissed off people were when they found out about every new Batman casting. It happened with Batfleck and it happens with no, Robert Pattinson. No, no, no. I, I'm not, I'm not, underst- I'm not understating. I'm saying that the reason why like Batman exists as a vehicle to sell his villains. People Maybe. don't go I mean, to the Batman movies to focus on the Batman actor. They go to see the villain. 
They go to see how are they making the villain, what's the villain look like. The Batman is a vehicle now for the villains to get the rogues gallery out. I mean, How's this character going to look? Like The villains are definitely more like, interesting than Batman across the board because Batman kind of a flat, I don't know. Sure. At least in the movies, he's like not a lot of personality about the man. He's just like a rich, handsome guy who does crime fighting. In a... Well, what about Christian Bale as Batman? I don't even like Christian. Because I think I think Christian much. Bale's a great. I think Christian Bale is a great Bruce Wayne. I think yeah, he's he's not and he's not Bruce Wayne too often in The Dark Knight. But he's like his Bruce Wayne bits are fun. They're better. I don't know. It's impossible not to think of him as. American Psycho, though, when he's playing Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, Patrick Bateman? Patrick Bateman, yeah. It's a, um, like, okay, well, what about... I was thinking about like, uh, about... Bruce Wayne putting on Huey Lewis in the news or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's more cynical. And, yeah. yeah. Have you heard this? Um, That'd be great. Well, what about Kim Bassinger, then? What about Kim? In the oh, in the eighty nine one. In eighty nine, Vicky yeah. Vale, right? She's Vicky Vale. She's okay. I don't. I don't. I wasn't like blown away by. Do you like any of the cast in the, in the original one? Jesus. I'm. I don't dislike them. I just think it's an okay movie. Fucking uh, great! I told you. I told. I said things I liked. I liked the the portrayal of Gotham. Uh, what about fun. Michael Go as Alfred Pennyworth? I like Alfred. Yeah, I'll give him that. And he sticks okay. around for all four of the movies, right? Uh, yes, yeah, I, be I believe it is. He's the only um, thing linking that universe together. <laughs> so, when uh, when was the last like you? We'd obviously watch these for this. When was the last time you'd seen eighty nine Batman, like the original Batman? Like it's probably been like twenty years, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Like um, 10, how has it aged for you? It's a. Um, when I watched the Batman movies as a kid, and I watched them a lot, I think I only watched this Batman like once or twice, and it felt about the same going back to it. Um, which is to say, I think it aged fine. I don't have like an amazing memory of it, but it looks about the way I remembered it. Like for me as a kid, it was like the least engrossing of the three Batman movies, and it, I don't know. Four I, Batman. Or movies. four. Yeah, the four. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. What about, what about, when's the last time you had seen this movie? You say you like it a lot. Did you watch it often? I probably like 10 years, 15. Okay. Something like that. Uh, I think it, I think it's aging perfectly. Tim Burton has this wonderful luxury of making a neo-gothic city and it's just resistant to age they don't really like the, the main thing you can watch it and go this is an old movie is that there's a distinct lack of cell phones yeah but yeah and i think but i think just not having then, cell phones makes needed. it fine yeah. like there's no car phones which could have dated right it, but... <laughs> there's there's nothing that really puts the movie in like a dated thing like even when they have the like the old rotary phones in the office or anything or they have the old style phones it matches the theme of the city so you don't notice it really yeah. i don't think it looks yeah it doesn't look dated they didn't do it, it do, yeah nothing nothing looks dated or out of place it's not like tim Robo burton has Pop. a wonderful <laughs> it's true um it, it, tim burton has a wonderful quality to make i i hate to say this because 
Tim Burton is such a fucking schmuck now, and his work has really deteriorated. It's the whimsy. Ever since, it's but ever since ever since he became a fucking fat cat, he forgot he's forgotten what it's like to be hungry. I was and looking with that cast, loss of like, hunger. I was like, oh, Helena Bonham Carter is in the second Batman movie he did, and it all starts there. Kicks it up. <laughs> but Johnny Depp isn't. They haven't adopted him yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, he could have been an okay I, scarecrow. He looks like a weird. As much as I dude. like, as much as I like Tim Burton. He needs to be hungry again. He needs to remember what it's like to struggle because like his Kevin work Smith. was was way more artistic. Or he like he's gotten way too comfortable doing the Tim Burton thing, and it it's lost a lot of its charm. Really, like by the time he did Alice in Wonderland and Dark Shadows, I'm like, this is just fucking Tim Burton by numbers. There's nothing special here. There's nothing unique. It's just Tim Burton fucking waking up, carbon copying himself, and then going back to bed. Yeah, I, think, I, I like. I, he needs like, to get hungry. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. I like some of his work, but I've found him a little exhausting for a long time now. So it's fun to yeah, it's fun that's... to see that catch up. I don't like even you know early 2000s or whatever. I think I don't. I like his earlier movies. They're fine, but uh, yeah, like Edward Scissorhands, great. Batman, Batman Returns, great. Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind of start, kind, yeah. pretty good, but you kind, that's when he kind of starts losing me. I, I think, think Beetlejuice was, was a great piece of work. Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice is good. I think Corpse Bride is like the last thing I saw in theaters by him where I was like, all right. Uh, Corpse Bride, I really, Corpse Bride, I had hope for. And then after that, it just becomes kind of stagnant for me. Yeah, then he starts doing the, uh, then it's like you get into the really cookie cutter, like, all right, here's a yeah. Tim Burton movie featuring Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, right. Doing, and like, it's just going to look kind of weird you know right and even like yeah sweeney todd oh yeah i forgot he did could have like too. that had so much potential and it, yeah i mean I, that's I a know, steven sondheim sondheim joint which is like already gonna blow the doors off the place you just gotta right look good. And, but, and it didn't <laughs> like it just it looked like a cookie cutter you Sasha know Baron so Cohen's fun in that though I forgot he was in that. <laughs> he's yeah. the other barber. He's the he's the weird like foreign diplomat guy. Yeah, I like Sasha Baron Um, so the original Batman, there are some you know like like the end with the giant like balloons filled with gas. And <laughs> yeah. Joker's giving out money, and he does the whole like dance. Very to cool. Batplane that he catches him. I'm with. actually oh. gonna say. All the Prince, Prince music in this was great. So yeah. good. Yeah. There's so several good. like several breakdowns where I was like, "What is going on here?" It made me think of a. Every time I was reminded of like that Michael Jackson song from Free Willy. Like every time one, every time one of these songs. Oh God! On, I was like, oh, "Yeah, it's this. We're doing this." Okay. But but like a party man with Joker's like in the art gallery. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. this is. This is just good stuff to me. Like that, I, good Prince I think song those are and... where it feels the most dated. Where I'm like, okay, this is definitely a. I know it's not, you know, actually the '90s yet when the movie is being made. But like, this feels like a '90s movie where it's like we're gonna play like some light, light R&B pop music uh, stuff, <laughs> and then people are gonna dance around. Right. <laughs> it, it's true. That's that's a very dated thing. But even then, the fact that it's Prince. Yeah, no, that was very like, cool. Prince like, made it timeless because Prince's music is fucking timeless. Like, just don't watch Purple Rain, but um, so 
you know, the, the Joker is created, falls in the thing, overthrows his crime lord boss. Batman's like, I'm Batman, but I'm also Bruce Wayne. And Vicky Vale gets brought into the Batcave. That's a spin, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot when he drives through that cool hologram wall. Or it's not even a hologram. It's just a door that retracts very quickly off screen. <laughs> um, so Joker's master plan is to mix chemical compounds and everyday grooming products that'll kill you. Yeah, which is like, eh? it, also, it also takes about an hour for this, like, Joker is kind of created in about the 20 or 30 minute mark, and there's about an hour of stuff that happens, and then his master plan arc starts. <laughs> um... We see the Batwing, and then yeah, it's really, not, it's not it's not the most compelling. Like, I don't, I'm yeah. not, I was never at any point worried for the citizens of Gotham. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, in '89, people were right. Maybe I don't like, know. Like, like, like in, I was, I was two, so I don't know. Right, that's what <laughs> I don't know it, how I it, felt. It, 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 it's hard to see the spectrum of this, but I wonder what people's reaction to the Joker was in 1989, seeing Jack yeah. Nicholson do I mean, it. It's probably a huge I mean, escalation from the 60s version of the Joker. Right, so if someone absolutely. Was like a teenager, they saw that and they were like, "Whoa, this Jack Nicholson guy is really unhinged." Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a great line in that, though, when Batman and Joker are fighting atop this clock tower, and it, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> right, yeah. It's a great <laughs> fucking, that's a it good is. line. Well, like, he gets a callback later when he throws him, yeah, when he like, him off that building. <laughs> oh, it's so, can we, uh, so, Batman doesn't kill people. Yeah, I don't know exactly when that Batman rule is established in the chronology of kills Batman. People, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's he, he, like... this, is, this is not a hot take. <laughs> There's a billion, you know, like uh, clip cut togethers on YouTube of like even in the games where Batman quote unquote does not kill people, but you're like, you've clearly if that dude is not going to be in traction for the rest of his life, he's going to have like some really deep, debilitating like CTE after effects from being punched in the head at mock speed by Batman's Kevlar fist. Like, Batman is trained in what? Like, 30 different martial arts or some shit? Yeah, it, well, that's, oh, that's also very fun, because, like, uh, Keaton's Batman is, like, he's not too much more athletic than, like, Adam West's Batman, where it's just, like, punching people in the jaw. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just, like, really telegraphed right hooks into the face is all he does, really. Right. And there's also, like, the physics part of it. Like, at the end of The Dark Knight, when he catches... He throws the Joker off of that building, and you're like, well, is he gonna kill him? And then he grabs him with that fucking bat rope thing or whatever. Right. Like, the physics of that would result in Joker's neck being snapped, even if he grabbed him by the ankle or whatever, but the guy's just... <laughs> like, yeah, there would... There's... He's so... fallen, like, 50 stories by the time that rope hits him. He would be going at terminal velocity. Like, if he comes to a stop instantly, he would be dead. And and like Batman's fastened that against like steel, but like that's ca- uh, yeah, it's not snapping. That's not it, like yeah. I, and I even e- even if the even if like I guess Fox is like, like a really good engineer. Maybe he took that into account or whatever. Like I, Joker's I, falling. Let's say the rope does a jerk. Like it 
hits him and then it snaps, that's the impact of the jerk before the snap. It would still fuck his body up. Like that's a yeah, that spine like is ruptured. His, at least like yank his leg off of the rest of his. And then body. he's gonna what free fall down into the water now at that point. Well, like, he, he pulls him up and just like strings him up there so the cops can get him. Or I don't know. It's a it's but a I'm nit- saying, it's I'm a saying, nitpicky I'm, thing. But yeah, he definitely kills people. Like he definitely they don't kills show people. it. But if we're talking about like. And especially in the Nolan ones, where it's like, we're supposed to believe this is like grounded in real life. People are dying when Batman does his job. He blows up cars They're... all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's that scene where he's chasing the Joker, and the Joker's firing rockets, and he's on the motorcycle, and he is also blowing up cars. Yeah, and, like, he does that. They're just, like, they're just like underground. That's a very cool chase scene, but people definitely <laughs> die. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Like, it's so arbitrary, so this... right? It's like, it's like the... Yeah. I don't know. It's... In Star Trek, they have this prime directive thing that only seems to matter when, it's, when it when it can cause a problem for the plot, like when they need a totally artificial right. reason to not do something. That's uh, how and... Batman's refusal to kill people seems like. <laughs> I get that it's a principled stance, but like, also... It's not really even a principled stance because like... And he's not when, doing like... it at the end of the movie, right? He's like, oh yeah, just say Batman killed these cops. And you're like, okay, so it's like he's clearly not doing it so people <laughs> know Batman doesn't kill people. <laughs> It's weird, too, because, like, in in the grand scheme of things, Batman knows he knows all of these, like, he is a martial arts expert. So he has to know that these thugs he's fighting, like, this fucking, hey, I'm a 45-year-old wise guy, huh? I'm kind of out of weight, I'm out of shape. And then all of a sudden you get fucking judoed for five minutes by Batman? Like, Maybe he's not dead, but he's definitely, like, wearing a colostomy bag for the rest of his life. I mean, Harry Houdini died from, like, because one of Harry Houdini's, like, stunts was... Oh, yeah, he got was, punched in the gut too hard. Yeah, he would have people go up and, like, punch him and stuff and then cause internal bleeding. The amount of internal bleeding and, like, ruptures that Batman has to cause. Yeah, I mean... Because he's, like, he's also not, like, holding back on these dudes. Down the... Like, and just, like, down the line, right? Like, now we sort of know what the legacy of, like, CTEs from football and boxing but, is. Football, yeah. It's like, all these dudes are going to kill their wives in 20 years. Like, and uh, it's in the in one of the Batman like Snyder movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's that scene where like Batman throws that crate into that dude and it like hits him against the wall. And there's that bl- I'm like, where do you think that blood came from? It's it didn't a, come from his back. It yeah. came from like the fucking center of his. There's a just Batman a massacre scene where Batman pops up through a wooden floor and just decimates <laughs> like ten people. <laughs> you're like you're like that guy's dead. That guy's dead. That guy's crippled. That guy's dead. That guy's dead. <laughs> Like the amount of, at least in Tim Burton's Batman, he That's, really didn't kill anyone. They're so cartoony. Yeah, because yeah. like he literally just punches people in the jaw. That's his only move. That bat, correct. That Batman does not kill people. Yeah, every other Batman has murdered people. Like, yeah, I mean, at least when it happens in the cartoon, he like has to wrestle with it or whatever. But in the, in the Nolan one, it's just like, oh yeah, I definitely don't kill people. Just don't but look he, behind he, me. In most mediums. In like the cartoons, because or in the comic books and in the video games, especially in the video games when Batman's doing all these crazy combos to these guys. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, or like just or, like, throwing or... people. They do that. They do that thing too. Like if you find someone on a rooftop and you throw them off, they like they add that thing where they're spontaneously <laughs> tethered to the side of the building out of nowhere. <laughs> or the uh, uh, Pete Holmes did this whole thing with College Humor called the Batman. And oh, it was a parody yeah, on Batman. Yeah. And there's a Patton Oswalt one where he's the penguin. 
and they're trying to explain death to Batman because Batman uses his triangle blades on the throat of a <laughs> thug. Right. And, and Penguin's like, Batman, what are the sharp, pointy things on your arm? And he's like, these are my triangle blades. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and Patton's like, right, what happens when your sharp, pointy triangle blades hit a fleshy throat? And he's like, Batman's like, they get tired and go to sleep like me. And it's like, this is what Batman would have to do to be ignorant because he's also throwing batterings at these guys. Yeah. I mean, we see like in the dark night, right? There's that scene where Fox is giving him his new gear and he like accidentally sets off those batterings out of his gun <laughs> or whatever. And then he hits Joker in the face with them at the climax of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, they, like embedded the themselves, this... they embedded themselves into concrete in the first time we see them displayed, right? So, like, he hit the Joker full-on with them. Like, a human body is not nearly as hard no. to pierce as concrete. No, no, no. <laughs> and, like, they no, were, like, no, an no. inch deep into that concrete. It's And then Joker is just like, bah! <laughs> or whatever. He's just, like, temporarily distracted. <laughs> like, let's be honest. If that was a real... Like, if, those, if they kept the physics of those batarangs, it would have just been mush. Like it yeah. would have been like physics in a Batman movie is. Oh, there's another. Like we're just on the on the realm of physics. Uh, in the '89 sure. one, they show him. Uh, he he does his like his Batman like repelling thing. Right, he'll shoot the hook thing up. Oh like, god, like, yeah, the little cord from his. They yeah. show him doing that like two or three times, and then on the third or fourth time, when he's with Vicky Vale, and I think he's already like held her oh, and, yeah. and he when asked she... her how much she weighs where I'm like yeah but does that really matter here are you dealing with a margin of like 10 pounds <laughs> like you picked her up before and it didn't seem to be an issue why are you asking now <laughs> yeah because he he like puts it he's like how much do you weigh and she's like what and he like he maths in his head and then he like shoots the yeah, yeah. It's like really guy <laughs> what's the op like are you just gonna leave her there if she's 120 and get have her get yeah, hit by the car. You, are you going to send her up alone? Like, I yeah, or maybe I guess that would be the more chivalrous way to deal with it. <laughs> It'd be like, here, take this, press this button to repel, just hold on to it. Yeah, because you've like, never done this entire before, utility go, belt and strap it around yeah. her. <laughs> oh, man, it's so. What do you think about um, it, when we talk about like Batman and '89 Batman? In terms of a movie, like in general, right? Where do you rate it? How do you rate it? Oh, we're talking like on a one to ten kind of thing, or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, is this like is it a good movie? Is it goofy and bad? Is it something that you could watch again and relax and just put on in the background? I'm not. Or gonna, is this some like I'm not going to be putting this on for fun again. I don't think. I don't know. I would like. I like parts of it a lot. It's mostly the Tim Burton stuff that I enjoy, but I don't really, it's not super compelling to me outside of that. Um, I don't know. I would say like a seven, maybe, to me. Okay. Ten, if I'm being charitable. Six um, and a half, probably. So let's portal forward yeah. to 2008. We're leaving 89. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a lot of, up, up until that time, there had been some Gotham games, and we'd seen countless versions of Joker through Batman Beyond and uh, Batman movie, like Batman cartoon movies, but no one had really been the Joker on screen since Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So when yeah. 2008 came around, and it was rumored 
that the the rumor mill turned out that the, it the was going to be the Joker. The rumors were circulating before that. It was like 2006, 2007. And right. I and they said it was going to be the... I read an interview with Jack Nicholson from MTV News that we can talk about. He's not super stoked I, on it. I, I want to talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, but the, the original rumor mill was that it was going to be Johnny Depp as the Riddler. Oh. That was the, the original Riddler. rumor mill. I think Johnny Depp and, would be an okay Riddler. Like, dude's gangly and weird as fuck. So. And then there is a great... But I mean, at the I, end I remember, of... But really, they thought it was going to be the Riddler? Because at the end of the first... At the end of whatever the first Nolan Batman movie is, they show the Joker's calling card. Right, they show the Joker card, yeah. this weirdo in holding. Like, you know it's the Joker well, no, coming up next. Well, he doesn't say holding. He's like, there's still a lot of them escaped. We got one uh, right now. He uses a, theo- a lot of theatrics like you... This is his yeah, card, right, and he right, hands right. him the, the Joker, Joker card in a yeah. right. But there was a lot of rumor mills because it's always two villains, right? Oh, I guess was it even? I mean, in the Dark Knight, it's not though, is it? Two Face and the Joker. Okay, Two Face exists for ten minutes in this movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And even in Batman Begins, it's it like Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow. Yeah, well, I mean, that's actually two people. I would, and then uh, in Batman, and I, then like I'm saying, in Batman I, and Robin, it was I fully, Poison Ivy. I fully appreciate all of that. Uh, in the two movies we watched, there is one bad guy. Not real because they're, the organized crime is acting as the second. <laughs> okay, that's a hell of a technicality. And, there, but, but but even but even Batman's but, but famous even then, bad guy, but, organized crime. <laughs> but even then, in Batman Returns, it's Catwoman and which, the Penguin. Which, again, we did not watch for this. I'm saying the but, two, but I'm the saying two we watched. It, it, it's it's in, in every Batman movie, it's always... It's, it's, I will, it's I will give trend. you, in most Batman movies, there's two bad guys. I think it works better when there's two bad guys. Uh, in the two we watch, it's the Joker. You know. And Two-Face. Okay. For ten minutes. I mean, he, he, takes, he takes one family hostage at the end of the movie, and then he dies. So... I mean, not just, but it's a big family. Like it's Gordon, right? He has two kids. It's a, it's an average American. He, he is short <laughs> half a child to be an no, average. No, I, I, I mean, I mean, in terms of like power yeah, on screen, to, like yeah. it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, um, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, Two Face doesn't exist until I think about so, two hours and ten minutes into this movie. So. Right, but it, it's it's building to that too, right? But yeah, and but then he just dies, like. It's a really cool thing that he's featured in in the Arkham City games where, like, Two-Face, like, like the inmates are fully running the asylum of Arkham City and uh, Two-Face right. is there, like, doing, he's, like, the DA, or he's just, like, a judge, you know, meeting out random justice to people. Everything's a death sentence with that guy, but he's fun to watch. I would have loved to see Harvey Dent, what's that actor's name? But thank you, Aaron Eckel, Aaron Eckhart. Uh, oh, Aaron like, Eckhart, yeah. In the two... In the two-tone suit. I really like, so, like, Tommy Lee Jones playing Two-Face is really great. He is awesome. Uh, See, I I like Tommy Lee. I don't like, I, I like Tommy Lee Jones. I, I didn't Schumacher like his Two-Face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey's the Riddler, also pretty. Yeah. Uh, I, pretty divisive. <laughs> don't know how to, like. Uh, and then Arnold is Mr. Freeze and the, uh. Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy. And... I like Arnold and everything, basically, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. Have you seen Predator yet? Oh, no. No, I still haven't. God damn it, Alex! Um, 
so the, the rumor mill was like Joker, 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 or Riddler, right? Johnny Depp. Riddler. And then it came. Well, but it was who's going to be the Joker? Mm-hmm. And then I remember when it like Heath Ledger, and I remember when it was like the dude from the Gay Cowboy movie. Oh yeah, Brokeback had come out in like two thousand four or five or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So everyone was like, "I can't picture. I wish I could quit you turning into the Joker." And people were mocking it, and they were really blasting it. It's like even one, before any teaser trailer or anything. One consistent thing with every Batman movie is the internet is always really pissed off about any casting that happens. In the- no matter who it is. Yeah. That's a. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Whatever your feelings um, about Robert Pattinson are, like anyone playing the Batman would be derided. I don't know who right. could. Yeah, I can't think of a person the internet I, I, would be okay uh, with. I don't know. Maybe Keanu Joe Reeves. Rogan plays the Batman or something. <laughs> uh, who are you? I'm Batman. Yeah. Jamie. I mean, Robin. Can you pull that up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've moved. Rumor mill. We were talking about right. And like, Ru- and right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> broke back. Thank you. Yeah. Last so uh, I remember seeing a few like stills that the studio releases teaser posters and stuff. Oh yeah. And there was one of like a frosted glass window, and behind it you just see like the purple coat, and then like a blood smile. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that was a teaser image, and that was like the first kind of thing that was released, and people were like, "Oh, oh shit, that's like, ooh." And then I remember the teaser trailer, and I had no opinion on Heath Ledger. I was just kind of excited because I'm like, "Shit, I get to see the next Joker after Jack Nicholson," because I was a Joker guy. Um, <laughs> you're a big we I live remember... in a society type of dude. Well, I, I just enjoy that character. Yeah. Like, before I'm not like, we before, before it had all the yeah. internet baggage attached to it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, like, the two Batman villains I've always really enjoyed seeing, the Joker and the Scarecrow. Before the Joker was the patron saint of mass shooters. Right, right. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm an OG Joker fan. I've liked Cesar Romero since I was a kid. As the like, like I'm an OG Joker, Joker fan. I want to dance right. with the pale moonlight with tap shoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I remember that teaser trailer. Did you ever see the teaser trailer? I don't think so. I might have at the I, time. I, I don't remember it though. I, I wish I had the clip so you could just play it. But it, it's it's an all black screen and it's this blinding blue light that's like forming the Batman logo. And it's a piece of audio dialogue with between Chris, uh, Christian Bale and Michael Caine. And they're talking about like, uh, you turn the mob loose and, uh, Michael Caine's like, you know, you cross the line first. And in their desperation, they turn to a man they didn't quite understand. Some men don't have logic or reason. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And then and the next piece of audio you hear is the first time anyone ever heard the Joker. And it was uh, starting tonight, people will die. I'm a man of my word. And then he laughs. Hmm. It's like a minute teaser. 
And when I heard that laugh, I got chills. And by then, the hype machine for this was just all the way through. The internet was raving. Society, in terms of a movie-going audience, was just champing at the bit to see this new Joker. Yeah, and then you and, have, and then Heath Ledger dies before the movie comes out, right? I uh, I believe he did, but he was filming another movie. Yeah, when he died, sadly. Yeah, yeah, he died in like a. New York penthouse. I don't know if it was a penthouse, but a place he was staying in in New York. At yeah, the time. Ac- accidental overdose. Um, I, I guess you know since we brought up the his passing, can we talk about what a shithead Jack Nicholson is for a second? Yes, yeah, so I tried to read up on can this, we... and it's not it's not as bad as I had originally thought. It's at least vague, but there there are two it, things. It, it's right? still so pretty like, heartless. Yeah, so there's a it, Keith Ledger dies uh, from I don't. I didn't try and like deep dive into this. I still think maybe the it's like probably wasn't a suicide, may have been a drug overdose, may have been like a a prescription complication or it, something because he's like he's on Ambien right. and antidepressants at the same time. Right. Uh, they may have interacted poorly, but he dies. The stuff I could find from like 2009 was saying that like the the autopsy report still inconclusive or something. Right. It it, it wasn't suicide, but it was a it, prescription pills took him there. Sadly, yeah, they were in the room with him, at the t- yeah. and they were in his system. Like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this is a so. There's this thing that happens. Heath Ledger has died very recently, and uh, some paparazzi in London catch Jack Nicholson outside of this restaurant. Jack Nicholson smoking a cigarette, and they're like, <sighs> "Heath Ledger just died. What do you think about that?" And then he says, "Well, I tried to warn him, or I warned him, something like that." You know. That's literally all he says about it, but it's kind of cryptic and weird. And then the the general way that people have taken that was that like Jack Nicholson warned him about how psychically damaging playing the Joker would be, which is like not right. Jack Nicholson's Joker, he's not exactly playing, you know, a Machiavelli style <laughs> sociopath or something. He's just a weirdo. Right. Like I don't imagine Jack Nicholson thought about playing the Joker very much at all after that. And then you go back it's and... It's not like they're... Yeah. To be fair, it's also like... He didn't fucking Daniel Day-Lewis his ass. Yeah, I mean, also, there's that, too. I don't... I hope he wasn't method acting. We know how that goes when people play... The, well, the, the records are not great. It's like Keith Ledger dies immediately after, and then uh, all that stuff with the 30 Seconds to Bars with Jared Leto. Jared Leto giving Margot Robbie a used condom and everyone else yeah. switch blades, and he you know, brings if, a... If I did that on the first day of... If I did that at work, I'd be in prison. I don't know why he's letting me get away <laughs> with it. Because um, he was messy. Yeah, but there's also this... Uh, so there's an interview from 2007 that Jack Nicholson did with MTV News. I don't remember the guy that was interviewing. And uh, in 2007, so like they already know the casting. Heath Ledger is the Joker at this point. And yeah. they asked Jack Nicholson, like, so what do you think about uh, Heath Ledger playing the Joker in this upcoming movie? And Jack Nicholson, it's... Just a transcript that I'm reading. It's hard to tell, but he sounds legitimately pissed off about it. He says, I'm furious. And the guy's like, are you serious? He's like, no, yeah, I'm furious. And then he laughs, like, ha-ha in brackets. But, you know, they should have consulted me if they wanted to do a sequel, which, like, so fundamentally misunderstands what's happening here. Right. He's like, but he seems legitimately pissed off about it. And uh, the guy's like, are you going to see it? Yeah, the guy's like, are you going to see it? He's like, I don't know. If it's a good movie, I might see it down the road, but I'm not going to watch it when it comes out. 
So he seems like legitimately petty about this. Uh, Jack Nicholson was protective of the role because the la- like it was Caesar Romero in the sixties, and then twenty like fifteen years later or something, it was Jack Nicholson specifically as the Joker, and then it wasn't again until two thousand eight when it was Heath yeah, Ledger. So twenty years later or whatever, you know. Right, and in between that, we had Mark Hamill as. Yeah, the animated, which, but there's a difference between animated television and video game as opposed to blockbuster summer movie break. You know what I mean? I get that there's a, uh, I get that there's a difference in medium, but if we want to talk about, you know, ownership of a character earned versus not, or whether or not you want to pay that idea any shrift, Mark Hamill's been sure. playing the Joker for that interim 20 years, you know? Right, he like, absolutely was. And they, there's a clip from like 2014 Comic Con, I think it's Comic Con, where someone's asking about like they ask him about his like Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, and he's just like he's like beaming about it. And then he goes and does his, uh, and then he breaks into his Joker voice yeah, at the and, end. And, it's, it's and, and that's like Mark Hamill is truly from everything I've interviews with him and from like footage I've seen of him. Mark Hamill seems to be just a very joyous dude. Yeah. He seems to be very earnest. He seems to really enjoy the industry and what he does. He seems to genuinely have a fa- like a passion for this stuff. Jack Nicholson, on the other hand, not such a <laughs> cuddly fellow. <laughs> but also, let's be honest, 89 was the last time Jack Nicholson was relevant. Yeah, I mean, he's in... And I'm a Jack Nicholson fan. I like him too, but he, he basically that, like... starts his descent into rom-coms at this point. Like, Right. That's a. I'm trying to. He's in. Anger management. Like about Schmidt. Anger management. Uh, that movie um, with Rob Lowe that he's in that I can't remember the name of. Where he's like, you make me want to uh, be a better man. That thing. Um, yeah, like. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I like you know, shining one floor with the cuckoo's nest. Um. Just not. When like, when's the last time Jack Nicholson has been relevant? In that same interview, they asked Jack Nicholson like characters he'd want to revisit or whatever, and he just oh, rattles off a bunch Christ. of his characters from the sixties. Was like, I've never heard of any of these people. Uh, of course he does, because <laughs> Jack Nicholson yeah. was great, and that, that's when, what made him back when him and Dennis Hopper were riding motorcycles together was like the last time he enjoyed yeah. life. Yeah, brother, <laughs> rules the road. Like someone it. named their. Someone they know named their kid Hopper Jack, I think, after Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's a unfortunate name. Sounds like a cartoon frog, but here we are. Would have been better as Jack Hopper. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's weirdly protective because I think he knows that that's the last time he was really real, like pop culturally relevant. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I would, I would pretty, I would agree with that. Like he, that might have been the last like sort of serious, not even serious, the last like actual acting role he had to do because he basically just plays like an angry old guy in every subsequent I mean, movie. Like, he seems like he's Jack Nicholson in a scenario. In much of like nothing to besmirch, uh, like. Jennifer Aniston, Ashton Kutcher, or Mila Kunis, but rom-coms are kind of like the Las Vegas for actors. Like, once you get a residency in Vegas, your career's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Like, once you submit people... yourself to rom-coms, you're pretty much... You're not... You know, like, I, I, I like, like Julia Roberts, but... 
if you're going from, I mean, well, I think it depends on the accurate because Julia Roberts will bounce back and forth between like rom coms and then also doing. But when was the last like, time she was relevant? Like honestly, I know she's still a Ocean's, name now, but when was Ocean's the last time 12 she was? Is the last thing I can remember her in. But then, like, she also did a what's that the movie about the lawyer? I can't remember. The name uh, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich, probably. Like, right. Yeah, but that was a while. Twenty ago. years ago. Probably. Maybe a little sooner. Say. Yeah. Um, oh, like, you know what? We were saying 20 years for uh, Joker to Joker, but it's actually 30. God, 30, God, yeah. It's unpleasant to think about. Okay. It's 30. Yeah. Uh, 89 to, yeah. yeah. So 30 years. Jack is um, still petty as fuck about this role. Still petty, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I think they didn't that call me people... about the sequel to a movie that is not related to the movie I acted in at all. He was also like he said so, he seemed to be pissed off that Tim Burton wasn't consulted either. But like, did you not realize that Tim Burton made a sequel? Did you not see that because you weren't in it? Or like, what's or, going and on here? Did you not realize that like this is it, a whole Batman Begins thing. came out before? Yeah, like different Dark Knight was now. a sequel. Yeah, to yeah, it's a sequel um, to a different movie, my dude. <laughs> so, what's your relationship with Christopher Nolan before Batman? Uh, before Batman. Uh, probably Memento. Um, that's him, right? Was that Christopher Nolan or was that Darren Aronofsky? No, Memento is Christopher Nolan. Darren Aronofsky did Pi around the same time, oh, okay. like visually yes. kind of similar. But no, Memento, okay. and you can you can tell it's Christopher Nolan because it's like his first foray into like what is time and do our memories make us people kind of it's like philip k dick territory oh yeah i saw i think i saw christopher nolan's first movie it was like black and white and it's something to do with like a like a crime and this guy's like taking this loser dude around and they break into a girl's house and then he murders her at the end or some shit i can't remember the name of it but i think that's christopher nolan's first film or early film well um i know the yeah i had seen memento i didn't really christopher the name christopher nolan did not mean anything to me at the time i didn't realize i didn't realize memento was a christopher nolan movie until like i think until after i saw inception or something you know like it was just a movie then it all clicked it was just a movie i liked and then i was like reading through a list of his stuff and i was like oh he did that too cool that and that checks out thematically or whatever so like i i was a unknowing fan of christopher nolan um so you saw Batman Begins. Yeah, and I saw, I saw all those movies in theaters, um, and I loved them. Well, so, what I drove saw. you to Batman Begins? I don't know. You know, I have like good memories of Batman from a as a as a wee as a wee tyke. Uh, this movie's coming out. I'm in high school when it comes out, and uh, lots of people are seeing it. I thought I had a good time. I think it had like a lot of buzz around it too. Um, it did, and this is like like <clears throat> upsetting, upset not upsetting, <laughs> but like dark, dark uh, comic book movies were not a thing yet. Right, this sort of like right. typifies them. So that first one, like, and with how kind of fucked up Scarecrow was, or whatever, like he's gonna make you hallucinate, yeah, you lose your mind. It's like a really cool villain. Uh, a, <laughs> Jonathan Crane's a great villain. He like, is too. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm also like, oh shit, it's the guy from 28 Days Later. That's Cillian cool. Murphy. I've, I've, I've seen his penis. What? <laughs> so he wakes up in a. In 28 Days Later, he wakes up and it's just a top shot. And he's. It's like a shot overhead in the bed, and he's just fully. Oh right. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> also like, for other unrelated reasons i've seen it too he's a oh, okay. he's a very open guy um no i like cillian murphy uh I, I thought he was as Jonathan Crane, like as yeah. Doctor Crane. Awesome. I thought it was fucking great. Casting was perfect. I think. Yeah, that first movie really knocks it out of the park, and they give you the uh, like the hook at the end, where it's like, oh, and the Joker's in the next one. That's gonna be fun, right? Uh, yeah. So, so I, you know, I was stoked to see him. Uh, do you know how much? If you wanted to make Dark Knight, how much money do you think you'd have to put up? Like a shitload. You have to blow up half of a real city. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would guess like in the nine figures, like hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. 185 million. Oh, okay. Not too far off. You know how much it made? I don't know, like eight times that, probably. Alex, ring the bell because for a reboot, deboot first, we have a million, we have a movie that has reached a million, a billion dollar box office take. Goddamn. Oh, man. All right, this is truly the beginning of the modern era of <laughs> upsettingly big movies. Dark Knight slides in the box office with 1.005 billion. In like in ticket sales, that's a crazy in bo- in box office weekend. Goddamn, yeah. <laughs> so like, whoo, right, we're right on the cusp of like Titanic and Avatar and you know, well not like Titanic's box office take was huge. Avatar's box, like, we're right on the cusp of, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, upsettingly box office takes. Yeah. No, the, uh, before before Disney started, Nothing like... but tentpoles exist now. They're only, <laughs> <laughs> they're only giant movies. What's that A in the distance I see over the horizon? I don't know. We'll see what happens when it gets here. Um, the Avengers looming forward. Um, so, what did you think of uh, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne or Batman? Do you think he was which one? Do you think he was better as? Yeah, now that we're saying it, I like I like the Bruce Wayne more, but it's mostly because I find the that raspy voice that he does that's been like memed to hell and back. Now it's like I don't know if it was better at the time. I can't go back and rewatch the movie for the first time, but when I hear it now, it's hard not to like giggle a little bit about how and part of it too is that fucking that peter holmes guy doing the doing his pete Hol- yeah pete holmes his his batman <laughs> voice has affected my fucking brain so it's impossible not to hear both every time i hear him speak in this movie <laughs> and then also like there's a thing from community where abed does his batman thing and he's just doing christian bale impersonation it's like the it's like it's such a such an iconic for better or worse version of the Batman voice that it's you know it's been really just had the hell beaten what? out of it. It's impossible to it's impossible well, for me to hear it without all the associated baggage, which makes it kind of hard to take seriously. Do you know why he had to talk like that? Did someone punch him in the larynx or something before he started filming the first one? Uh, no, the the actual mask oh. that he had <laughs> so to wear. Restrictive was too tight on his nose so it pinched his nasal cavity <laughs> so he either had to talk deep in his throat or he'd have to talk like steve urkel see in the in the in the universe of the movie i was like okay it's like i know it sounds ridiculous but for in terms of a batman choice this actually makes sense you wouldn't want to just be talking like bruce wayne like right, that's why in like in the yeah. video games he has like voice changers and shit in the suit 
Yeah, but I mean, in the in the video games, he's always just I mean, he talks to well, in the most of most of the way you hear him talk is talking to Alfred or whatever. And I guess Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne doesn't have a lot of occasion to interact with right with the bad guys very often. So, so in those, he just uses the same voice for both. Uh, the the raspy voices makes it very hard for me to take anything seriously. Still a very good movie, right? But man, <laughs> I don't know about know about all that. So, uh, Heath as the Joker. Yeah, tour de force, fantastic. I mean, talk about an actor proving that he can give, right? I still think method acting is uh, bullshit and weird, but he, he didn't method act. He wasn't method. Well, he, I mean, he's done in. I don't know if he like fully. If he was doing it outside, but he he did in some of the interviews he gave, like before he died, he was talking about how he's like, he's like, I'm inhabiting the mind of a sociopathic serial killer for twelve hours a day or something. Like it's getting yeah, that's right. But he yeah. was the, like, well, when he would he walk off set. If he wasn't method and, acting, that's really relieving to hear. <laughs> Good for him. So he, so he wasn't method acting, and here here's like proof of that. Uh, the pencil trick. Yeah. They had to film that 30-some-odd times. Oh, Lord. And at least two times, the actor's head actually bounces off of the foam, like the hard foam mat they have on the table. And the second or third time they filmed, the guy actually knocked out because his head hit and he actually knocked out. Heath, since he was right there, actually, like, cut filming and he, like, checked on him to make sure he was okay. Okay, well, that's good, yeah. Jared if he Leto was method, he would off on the guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, Heath, like Heath was not method. That's and but he, if you he, read he had with he had are, moments. Yeah, if you read interviews with people that are working with him at the time, they're all like, "He's like the warmest dude on the planet, the nicest guy ever." He seems like right. He's like the opposite of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. And the fact that that guy also got he got knocked out three separate times for that take. Yeah, that poor dude. And he's just like a fucking no line extra in that. He's no line extra, <laughs> and he made the pencil trick. I hope he's like, got paid more than scale for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like seeing like Batman. At this point, I'm well aware, like, I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm well aware by now that, like, Batman movies are not about Batman, they're about villains. And Christopher Nolan has reinforced that with Batman Begins, because it was like, yeah, here's Bruce Wayne, blah, 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 here's Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow, and look at how yeah, in-depth they awesome, are, and look at how actually, cool they like, are, and look at... At least in Batman, I think Batman Begins is, like, at least there's, like, a story to Bruce Wayne, right? There's, like, that whole middle... Right, bit where he goes and does the training. Oh, you know what? Actually, what I'm thinking of is all the stuff from The Dark Knight Rises, where he gets his back broken. Like that's actually some cool Bruce Wayne stuff happening. Right. That's uh, yeah. And then him going to train with the monks in Batman Begins is also cool. There's right. basically like well, that... no Bruce Wayne story in The Dark Knight, though, which is there's well, there's a little bit of like love interest, kind of. Yeah, bear. I mean, yeah. but and that, bear, yeah. that goes up in flames at about the hour forty five minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> up in flames literally right yeah like, that's what that's what i was doing that's the joke it's yeah there we go <laughs> or maggie gyllenhaal i know yeah she was, she was fun in this Rachel a great casting christian bale michael kane heath ledger gary oldman morgan freeman maggie gyllenhaal aaron eckhart like michael kane. Mwah, like that. great great casting just cool um, yeah now the casting is fantastic uh, Heath Ledger is the Joker, though. Fuck. Yeah, he is uh, quite good. Quite good. Like, oh, man. And then the fact that I, I've seen, um, for those of you who are listening to this who don't know, Heath Ledger's last movie is called The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. The last movie that actually Starring, came out. Because he was filming something yeah. else at the time that he died, right? No, he was filming Imaginarium. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He was. Fil- that's why they had to change his ca- like the actor who was the, his character. Oh yeah, it's a Terry Gilliam so, movie. So yeah, yeah so that. it's a Terry Gilliam film with Tom Waits, and Tom Waits plays the devil. And oh, I love Tom Waits. Uh, the devil. Heath Ledger is in this movie for about forty minutes, maybe an hour. And then in real life, he died, so they had to make the character still exist. So they got three different actors to fill in the spots. They got Jude Law, they got Colin Farrell, and they got Johnny Depp. Hmm. Okay, kind of like that. Uh, kind of like that Bob Dylan movie where they have several different actors playing him. Yeah. So, and that was the last film he did. But that's a beautiful movie. It's a piece of art, but it's also compelling, and it's a great movie. And Heath Ledger was like brilliant in it. I've never actually seen that, so maybe we'll maybe go check that it's, out. It's this. really good. Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus is really good, and sadly, that's the last film Heath Ledger was in, but I love Heath Ledger. And seeing him as the Joker, like, I mean, he, like, give the Man an Academy Award for that role. Yeah. Now, he's a really, like, chameleons himself into this role. I, I mean, role. It's I, hard Alicia... To... Yeah. Um, Alicia loves Heath Ledger, but she'd never seen Dark Knight, and I'm like, what? How have you know? Like, you like Heath Ledger, but you've never seen what the? This isn't right. So we watched Dark Knight, and at the end of it, she's like, I've I didn't see Heath Ledger in that role. I just saw the Joker. He is unrecognizable. He is not the Heath Ledger we love from Ten Things I Hate About You. He is a totally different person. (laughs) He's not the Heath Ledger from Lords of Dogtown. Oh yeah, or the the skating movie is that what that is? The skateboarding movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not the same Heath Ledger that we know and love from uh, Knight's Tale. Australian, yeah. Oh god, a Knight's Tale is a lot of fun too. Or I mean, all of his movies are great. Heath Ledger is great, and I mean, the, like the dude could like look no further for a perfect acting role than like Daniel Day Lewis, Heath Ledger. I mean, just fantastic ability. Yeah, no, he's really, really knocks it out of the park in this movie. He's honestly like the movie would not be the movie would be pretty bad overall. I think if they didn't have Heath Ledger playing the Joker, I don't. You would definitely. He's basically the only compelling part about the movie to me, at least. Anyway, it's pretty. Otherwise, it's like it's like a series of two to four, maybe kind of very average crime stories. If you don't have in ter- the Joker behind it, in terms of a movie, 
I mean, like, it's worrying. Like, like in terms of a movie, like watching the Joker, it's like, I like you said earlier when you're watching the original Batman, you're like, I'm not worried for the citizens of Gotham. Yeah. In this one, it's like, oh shit, I'm worried for the people of Gotham. Like, yeah, and his motivations like, are uh, pretty unique, <laughs> right? It's like it's literally just to debase things and to like to hold a to hold some kind of funhouse mirror up to the citizenry of Gotham. Right. It's like, <laughs> and, and really they ask this in the movie, like, how do you fight that? Yeah. I mean, and even he too, he has that line where he's like, I'm just a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one. He's like, right. He burns all that money up because it's about sending a message. That small gripe, that pile of money would not burn like that, but not a huge deal. No, it, but it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, you would scrape off the outer layer of bills. Everything inside of that stack would be fine. Um, and then the fact that he, uh, the fact that he had the accountant on top of the pile of money too. Oh yeah, was that the Stephen Lau guy? Yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah he had Lau like on top of. The, it's like, fuck. I mean, yeah, and, gr- it, and, and it does a really. It, it sets up the sort of like the I don't know, you know. They talk about like New York City being a character in movies, but like Gotham is kind of a character in these movies, and having the city of Gotham like be better at the end. That part where like they have the two boats at the end, and like first you get the uh, the inmate from one boat like grabs that detonator, just hucks it out the window, and then the other guy is like close to setting it off, but they don't, and then the clocks go to like twelve oh one, and they kind of look around and like, oh hey, we good work, Gotham, right? We did it. Well, I mean, also interestingly enough too. Look what happens at the end of Dark Knight, and then look at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. Because of Joker's actions, he's cleaned up the city. Yeah, well, he talks about wanting to have a like Gotham deserves a better class of criminal, right? Which is like where you f- fully get into the uh, super villainy kicking off, I guess. Like, right? The, but like, there's that he whole... takes care of the like he has the corrupted cops exposed. Yeah, I mean, they're still corrupted cops i don't think that ever goes away in the batman universe right there's like all the cops are but, always like, dirty, but the fact that but now he like i mean he pushes yeah. them out really well the Falcon takes care yeah, the, of the organ the falcones right. like the og batman bad guy the falcone crime family or falcone crime family or whatever they're like firmly pushed out at this point right yeah. and like the dent initiative is an act now and all of that shit happens because of the joker and the way he orchestrated everything without the joker he really saved gotham inadvertently well in the i mean we could argue because like you know bane and talia ghoul showing up in the next one not super well, awesome for gotham well, no but I, but look when because bane reads like the letter about that he found gordon's letter about harvey dent is that okay? I haven't watched that one. Well, so in Dark Knight Rises, yeah, like it, it, it's crucial that because Gordon was going to retire, and when he does, he had this letter about the truth of like it was actually Harvey Dent who did this. Oh. Batman was the good guy. Right. It was a whole thing, and he like decided he wasn't ever going to read that because he realized that Gotham had become like the crime rate had lowered, all of these corrupt police were out, the like organized crime was down, like people like because of the Joker's actions. Gotham had kind of polarized, like they it had changed in the other direction, yeah. And that's when the, Bane like gets the letter and he destabilizes everything again. Yeah, in the universe of those three movies, it is the um, like they're tied up with a nice little bow by the end of the third one. They're just right. able to sip tea and 
Paris or wherever the fuck they end up at the end. So that, well, yeah, for that dead, one. but yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I mean, he he is. That's just Alfred, like, because that's Alfred says that he wishes he would see that one day. All right, because uh, there was classic, no autopilot on the classic Nolan ending, spinning top. I guess up for debate. Um, fucking spinning top. <laughs> No, it's I fucking everyone's favorite movie. So Dark no uh, yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to dredge all that up. Um, no, I just you know, it, it's Inception. I think was overrated. Not something we have to get into here. Doubt there will be an Inception reboot. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd watch the reboot of Inception just so you could shit on both movies for three hours Wouldn't here. It? Technically, Inception was the reboot because the cell was already made. Anyway, um... Okay, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Tune in for the bonus episode where we have a pointless argument about the cell and Inception. <laughs> you know I'm just doing this to needle you, right? I like both of those movies. Um, a little bit yeah. of... That's what I know. That's <laughs> I love the dreamscape, man. That's why the last five me- Nightmare on Elm Streets are by far the better installments in the series. I totally agree. I actually like Rainbow, the reboot. Rainbow Warriors, man. I like the reboot. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we don't have to cover that one then, because we already know nope. that it was better. Yep. That's yep. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, right. oh, satire for all of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So you can't see it, but I have a bunch of skulls and some roses on my desk here by the computer. Esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I have a chessboard with a dagger in it online. Yeah. So there, there we go. That's an inside joke from yeah, something for, else. For, oh yeah. Deep cut. Um. <laughs> so, in terms of a movie, where would you rate? Uh, Dark Knight. I think when I originally, when I originally saw it, like I was not in the right, I don't know, headspace, I guess, to watch it. Like I watched it. Was so, it take for acid and then watch it? No, it's just it's a long movie and it's a dark mm. movie and there's a lot of like trauma that happens throughout it and it's you know it's two and a half hours long. I work during the week and I work ten hour days, so it's kind of hard to fit it in. Sometimes I like sure I had to watch yeah. it in chunks. <laughs> Thirty minutes today, forty minutes yeah, tomorrow. I got the weekend all finished. Yeah. <laughs> so it was you know not the most ideal watching scenario, but when I saw it the first time in theaters, I was blown out of the water by it. Uh, and I still like I'll defer to that original rewatch, like watching of it for I don't know, you know, great movie. Definitely, definitely a better movie than than the '89 one. Right. In terms, if we of could get Danny you... Elfman to do the soundtrack for the Dark Knight, <laughs> then I'd be you know, chef's kiss. Oh, but na- but now then... you're stepping on Hans Zimmer's feet. Yeah, I guess that's Hans just Zimmer like did the... <laughs> yeah, but it's like this is a. I mean, the music is good. You know, it's Hans Zimmer is good at his job, but it's like, but it's just not, like he's not oh, Danny Elfman. He's not Danny Elfman, and then it's also like, like where like I hear Danny Elfman, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, this is a Danny Elfman joint. Like that's awesome. But like I right. hear the Hans Zimmer stuff coming, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a Christopher Nolan soundtrack. <laughs> okay. So where do you place uh, Heath Ledger's Joker performance? Uh, like in terms of all of them. 
uh, right. I don't like know, across the like medium, the best of. Well, I don't. I'm not really familiar with that much of Caesar Romero's portrayal, but definitely better than Jack Nicholson. Uh, probably also better than Caesar Romero. But again, Jack Nicholson is barely playing a like. His Joker is cartoony if, if he, in a bad way. If you like cartoony, I would definitely check out some of the old Adam West Batman and yeah. find episodes with I the like, Joker. I like it is delightfully <laughs> cartoony. Okay, I I would draw a distinction between like cartoon and camp though for me, which is like I don't know, maybe maybe <sighs> I'll go and check some of them out to like. No, I, I mean so it, 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 so it is it, it is it is campy, but it is cartoony to the point where. Anytime there was a big fight scene and Batman and Robin were like punching someone, yeah. they would have like comic book Powell letter print of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah, I guess flash like, up on the screen. I, there's a okay, I like, I like the 1989 one because it seems like Tim Burton's taking a real stab at trying to take a cartoon and do a serious translate, like a serious, no, but no, 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 he was taking a comic book or, yeah, a comic book, sorry. An the cartoon anima- was based animated- off of his movie. Yeah, okay, sorry. I misspoke. He's taking a thing that was, you know, drawn, like, a piece of art, and he's translating that into a different medium. But he's like, it feels cartoony because of, like, a lot of the way the photography is happening in the movie, right? There's a like, shitload of Dutch right. angles and stuff, and it's like comic book panels. A lot of the right. scenes are framed like comic book panels. It would be very easy to see scenes translated directly to a comic book panel in that so it's like a it's cartoony in that way that's sort of what i mean when i say cartoony is like it feels like sure this could be a comic book but it's like a faithful and serious attempt to do that right um it feels like in the dark knight is like a i don't really i don't know it's like it's just a whole different thing it doesn't really feel like an adaptation of a comic book it's like we're taking the characters but we're putting them into a very serious and kind of different world i guess Um, so what do you have you seen the trailer for the batman oh the robert pattinson one i have not yeah i've seen the picture of him in the makeup Uh, it looks oh and i sent you that we saw that tweet about the fucking about the batman's (laughs) playlist playlist, and he's just a fucking goth kid that we went to high school with It's was true. the Cure it's... and Bauhaus and Blue and New Order? The Cure, and... Bauhaus, Joy Division. Joy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh. So, and it shows too, because this bat, like, I saw that Bruce picture. Wayne... He's in, he looks like fucking Robert Smith Robert from Smith. The Cure. <laughs> yeah, he's got like full on white mime makeup almost. There's, uh, in all, I've seen like three of the trailers now for Batman, and it feels, it feels like this is Christopher Nolan grit set in tim burton's gotham yeah you were saying that and it actually makes me want to check it out so i might that's what that's what all like i've seen i've seen three trailers and a lot of stills and that's what it feels like it feels very much like this is the seriousness and the intensity of a christopher nolan batman set in the set dressing of tim burton's gotham yeah because that's those are i mean like if that ends up being what they make like that be, that's what it looks well. like yeah so. and if that's executed well i would be very interested because like i like i like both of these movies but basically they both like but for to- like i love the acting in the dark knight that is awesome but i feel like the setting is not so spectacular or like the set 
the sets are not spectacular. Right. And then I feel the opposite way about the 1989 one. Like the the set design is killer, and the acting is pretty flat. Right. Me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and they got the Riddler and Catwoman. Um, so again, it's a showcase because no one at this point. No one really cares about Batman. Like we know Batman's motivation, we know why he does, blah blah blah. So really, it now just is: what are the vil- how are they going to portray the villains? Paul Dano is the Riddler for this oh, one. Yeah, that'll be good. That dude's face makes me want to punch my teeth in. So <laughs> something, something weird about that dude, man. I, he's another one of those actors. There's a few like Josh Hartnett is one. They always kind of look wet, you know, like. Oh God! Like yeah. Always, yeah, they always, like they look always like just got out like of a mist. sauna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like Josh Hartnett, Paul Dano also does that same thing to me. But he can be fun as the as the Riddler. He's like he does a good job at playing like kind of like sniveling, creepy dudes. I feel so right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I don't. I don't know. Like the trailer for the Batman. I mean, I'll check it out because yeah. I'm intrigued. But, uh, you know, and I, I saw Joker, and I thought Joker was fantastic. Joker is a work of art. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was a shithead. He treated people horribly, but his performance is fucking fantastic. I think that uh, might have been what I was recalling when I was thinking about the method acting Joker. Yeah, he Joker. was a total... He was... Yeah. And, like, I mean, look, there was some shitheadery that happened on everyone's part, with the exception of, like, the extras... And people who weren't fucking Joker and Robert De Niro and uh, that Robert movie. De Niro is also like without the excuse of method acting, just an asshole to everyone he's around. Apparently, too. So. I've, I've I've heard varying things depending on he will uh, depending on the director. He might treat the director nicely, but he's just like a dick to everyone else. Is what I have. Heard. But also, like depending on the kind of cast member you are, like depending yeah. on a certain age and a certain you know what I mean, like yeah. Meryl Streep, fine. Elliot Page, maybe not fine. so fun. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> like okay. you know. I mean, you're still a dame, but you've been in the industry for a while. Right, yeah, so, you, you know. Um, he wants but, to go back to Shakespeare days where only men were allowed to play women. <laughs> and I, I, I like Robert De Niro, that being said. I like his acting. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, a, lot of, there's a lot of actors who I like that I uh, probably would not want to hang out with, you know? Right. Um, so like Joker, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Cause it's really good. This Batman again, feels like a Nolan movie set with a Chris, uh, with a Tim Burton background. I'll check it out. Tentatively. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a I, I don't like the suicide squad. Eh. Like I saw the original one and that was a fucking tire fire. The original. One. I haven't yeah. seen, <laughs> I, I haven't seen the remake. Um, I didn't bother seeing like DC's like Snyderverse shit because oh, nah. all the the Justice League stuff. I liked the Wonder yeah. Woman movie, but I haven't seen any of the other. I have not seen any <sighs> Batman v um, Superman or Batman or Aquaman or any of the sort of yeah Justice League. I never stuff. I never watched the Flash. And, oh, the CW show, um, the Flash. Yeah. yeah, I had a buddy that was really into that, and uh, I watched a few <sighs> episodes with him. Which, really, really, this is I, that was my first thought too. It was like. <laughs> Really? I like I can't believe I met someone who likes this show, honestly, was the most surprising part. Like and he's like, Oh yeah, it's great. And he was like a religious, like like appointment viewing. He would watch it live every every week when it aired. <laughs> I was like, Weird. Really, dude? I think, really? I think, like, I, I, think... 
I know and this, this dude. This did not fit him at all. Like other than can, having. Can you some, say that? Do I know this person? No, you've never met him. He lives. Up okay, there, so he's not a not a Tracy. I was gonna say, I'm like, it's not Patrick, is it? But no. <laughs> no. okay, okay. That was. But I was like, yeah, I don't know if he was into the Supergirl stuff. I don't think so. Even though the shows are like in the same. Oh my CW god! Did he watch universe. Green Arrow too? Like he might have. I honestly don't know. I just like. I remember sitting down with him a few times because he was watching and it was like season finales of The Flash. I was like, what's going on here? He's like, oh, these are the speedsters. I was like, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Alex, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I think I like, the I'm gonna watch like... an episode to be polite and then never walk down here on a Thursday again. <laughs> I think these are the speedsters. That's what they call the fast people in the flash. No, I, I know. I, I like the idea of like you hearing that and then yeah. being in your head. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yep, I'm here. Okay. I can't. I'm gonna, like like a, someone... I'm gonna look like a dick if I laugh and leave now, so I can't do that. <laughs> it's like if someone accidentally asks me a question about music. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't do that, by the way, listeners. <laughs> you, uh, you were not prepared. <laughs> Even if you think it's a yes or no answer, you were not prepared. It's <laughs> <laughs> a speedster. Oh fuck my heart! That's people good. that like the Flash really like the show. I was just surprised because I had never watched. I had never met anyone who actually like watched the Flash, much less even tuned into the CW for any reason. <laughs> so it was weird. Oh fuck! Um, I mean, I like Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, again, it's not the Flash or the CW. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Daredevil's fun and Jessica Jones is fun. The rest of the Defenders not so hot. <laughs> let it, yeah, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in terms of like original Batman and then Dark Knight and really Christopher Nolan, yeah, he changed the way people look could look at a comic book movie. Yeah, I think for better or for worse, <laughs> he definitely uh, cast the die for the washed out like well. Zack Snyder really pushed it over the edge, or like Zack Snyder and David Ayer really pushed it over the edge. But in terms of like yeah, starting the sort of the washed out, like this movie is dark in terms of tone, but also visually is just dark the entire fucking like. I think there's like maybe five scenes that happen during daylight hours. <laughs> this, like, <laughs> it's a very it's a darkly it's a, lit room. Yeah, it's a dark night. movie. I'm watching it on a laptop in. Uh, don't tell anyone in my office at times when I can find, you know, and I can't just turn the lights off in my office. And it becomes very clear if you have even a mildly <laughs> reflective screen, how dark this movie is because the single light in my office makes it impossible to see anything. And then also the Batman's costume is entirely black and he's wearing black makeup around his eyes. I'm essentially just watching a floating jaw for most of this movie. <laughs> Uh, but it was, you know, really oh, novel fuck. and pretty, pretty cool at the time. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah. the three, the three Nolan Batman movies, as a, you know, as a package, they're a really awesome package. They don't leave. It's like the perfect amount of stuff. You know, they're not all, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. all as good as each other. But as a unit, as a self-contained thing with no cliffhanger at the end, thinking like maybe there'll be a fourth one down the road. They put a bow on it. It's over. Great. 
it's yeah it's as a self-contained batman thing and even just as like a piece of batman like media it's it's fantastic yeah it would work really you know i could see it being like a a limited run comic series or something like Like, even in my mind if someone went up to me and said hey i've never seen batman uh i don't know about batman i would go i could happily recommend dark knight trilogy and i would watch that in your free time or whatever feelings about george clooney Hmm. stop (laughs) that's not the first thing you recommend you got the cool Alex, credit card, the back card. You need to stop. You need to stop. There's so much awesome product placement in that movie. Yeah, I'm gonna demove you. <laughs> Keep that up. <laughs> the credit card. Uh, the anatomically Jesus. correct bat suit. They call it out. In oh, the movie. almost anatomically. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just the, the top nips. half is just the nips. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I had Batman action figures. I think the bottom half is pretty accurate too. Well, you take that suit Jesus. off. There ain't nothing. He's like a Ken doll down there. <laughs> yeah, because we don't, don't know about children it. unless he yeah. fucking goes to the orphanage and he traumatizes a ch- or founds a traumatized child. They don't and then talk forces about- him to be Robin. They don't talk about it in the Nolan movies, but Batman is canonically a eunuch. <laughs> he just pretends to be a playboy. <laughs> what? That's why he does the dark, the deep voice because he doesn't. Yeah, you know, he's, he's really got like, overcompensating. He actually yeah. has a. He's got a very pleasing falsetto in his normal voice. (laughs) He's got some masculinity ideas. That's why we always see him with all these supermodels and shit, but we never see him go further. Yeah. Okay. That's a. I do. There's one scene in The Dark Knight where it's like they have to make up a pretense for why he's going to fly and uh, extrajudicially extradite that dude from Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Takes the entire Russian ballet with them. Uh, you got Michael Caine there. He's like, you're going to be okay, Alfred? He's like, if one more of these people ask me to put suntan lotion on them, god damn it. I really like that. It's like, yeah. Alfred. <laughs> Love Michael. Michael Caine's great. Everyone's great. Gary Oldman's great. Uh, Morgan Freeman's great. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's great. Great cast. Gyllenhaal. Um, what are you... Uh, so... As far as... Batman franchise goes because I know we have the Batman coming out. Yeah, it's uh, and, and this one is the early years of Batman within his first like two years of crime fighting. Oh, it's so like okay, so I was about to say like so like Batman year one, but within the first two years, so, right? I this mean, is like early. It's it's in like the first two to three years of him like fighting in Gotham. He doesn't really have like a full suit. It kind of looks like yeah. it's a hockey pad suit almost. I um it's. In terms of Batman, are you going to reboot it or deboot it? I think that for Batman specifically, and more largely like comic book stuff at large, uh, I actually think that reboots are very like on brand for comic books because comic book, you know, they will reboot characters every couple of years. They start like a new artist will take over and do their own arc that generally starts from, you know, from zero and built it back up again in their own like new continuity and i think that an endless amount of like batman story arcs from here to we all die or the heat death of the universe or whatever like the humans will be dead they'll still be making batman movies and i'm actually okay with that um i think i'm gonna have to say deboot for a while and then reboot. Like, like cool we need off. a break. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we just had Batfleck 
And that was like what four years ago, five years ago, and now we have like a whole new thing of like Batman. I, I think we need to let it cool down, let it cool off, because we've also had like Heath Ledger, and then we had the Joker, like Walking Phoenix is the Joker, and then we had like, two versions of the Joker because Walking like wa- uh, uh, Jared Leto, and so let let's let's deep breath, everyone. Let's deboot for a little bit, like ten years, eight years. And then let's reboot a few pieces after. I, I would think like that's to see a. Uh, I would like to see a new Fifty Two. Someone make that movie. That would be upsetting to watch. Like get Takashi <laughs> to make it, and uh, I am there in the seat. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Okay, so um, there I we go. Like, We're yeah, on yeah. The pro Takashi Miike new Fifty Two Batman reboot. Yep. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in on this episode. Um, I was your co-host, uh, Griffin, AKA, uh, Dr. Crane. Oh, okay. I was your other co-host. Who's the worst Batman? I am the, uh, that big actual bat man, the man bat. That's me. (laughs) And you guys can catch us here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. One question, though. Yeah? Why so serious? Well, we better get going. I wonder, will we ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs too. to search for more money.